Hi there. It is Monday, October 4th, 2021, and this is Flight Risk Outdoors. This is our inaugural uh, podcast. We're kicking it off. We're not new to the business, but we are new to the podcast, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a 60-second short break. Okay, and to kind of close out on this um, first episode of our new podcast, which we're really excited about, um, we are developing, just so you know, we are developing some cool content for YouTube. We're going to have some videos and things, but we'll get more into that later. We're going to be doing some live stuff uh, around uh, the country. We're going to be in South Texas uh, right after the first of the year. Uh, going to be down towards Victoria, Corpus Christi area, Port Lavaca. We're going to be at Rockport. We're going to be a lot of really cool places. Uh, be doing a lot of RV shows. Uh, uh, so if you're really into camping and getting outdoors and you're thinking about retiring and maybe, you know, hitting the, the ground, we're, we're going to be doing all that. But anyway, to finish up on our financing stuff, you know, just keep in mind that, that, uh, uh, you're buying. You're, it's basically everything is the same as buying a car, with the exception of this is a want to have, not a have to have. So that's really the only difference. Basically, the contract is going to be the same. A retail installment contract, tax, title, and license is all going to be pretty much the same, <clears throat> depending on your state. And uh, you know, just uh, uh, some states require. Uh, uh, state inspections, some states don't. So there's a little bit of difference depending on uh, your state. Uh, I'm in Texas. So Texas, the tax title and license is the very same as it is if you were buying a car. Uh, motorhome, it's the same way. Uh, doesn't matter what style camper you're buying, it all works the same. It's all done by the Texas Department of Transportation and everything is pretty much etched in stone uh, based on weights, taxes flat in the state of Texas, which it is in most states, uh, that type of thing. You know, we do... Uh, 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 we butt up close to New Mexico, so I know New Mexico taxes are are uh, really relatively inexpensive uh, in the state. You know, there are some states where uh, tax title and license is a little bit pricey, so, you know, keep that in mind. Be sure you know what all that is before you go out and buy, because uh, that can add literally thousands of dollars to a loan, so you want to make sure that uh, uh, the kind of the rule of thumb, let's, in, in, t- with, tax title license is their tax title license and your down payment are two different things. So even though it's lumped into one sum, it some it's still two different things. So if you're putting 10% down, just know that that basically all you're doing is is pretty much when you add tax title and license together, uh, you're probably somewhere around that 10% mark. Okay. It can, some states, it can be a little bit more, some States, it can be a little bit less, but you basically have it touched the principal amount that you're financing. And that's what you really want to get down. You want to make sure that the principal amount of money that you're financing is the lowest you can get it. Okay. Uh, and the lowest of what your family can afford to do. All right. So don't, and then don't think for one minute that you're going to go in with a 650 credit score and get a zero down deal. It's not going to happen. Okay. Unless you have your own financial 
lending source, okay? Uh, just knowing what all banks require uh, on credit scores and having done this for 35 plus years, I can tell you that, that if you're going to need probably a 750 or better credit score, and even then banks absolutely do not like to do zero down deals on a uh, RV. They just don't. They will give you the, uh, for example, a ma- I'm not going to name a bank, but I'm going to make a major bank, household name bank that you know. The difference between a loan to value of 120% versus 90% is a 3% swing in APR. If you put money down, they will reward you you with a great APR. If you just basically, if you're carrying 100, 120, 125%, you put down the very minimum, they're going to give you a higher rate of interest because their risk is higher. So those are all things to consider when you go out shopping. All right. Uh, Again, I cannot reiterate enough. Do not pull credit until you are ready to pull the trigger on a deal, okay? Once you're satisfied, this is the trailer that you absolutely want, the motorhome that you absolutely want, that's the day that you start working on your financing, not a, not a minute before. Don't let anybody tell you, you know, we can't do anything or, you know, and uh, until we pull your credit. Okay, well, I'll go to somewhere else that can. Bye. You know, there there are plenty of places to go shopping. All right, so keep that in mind. You, you know, um, there's a lot of good online resources. Um, you know, again, you know, if you have credit difficulties too, again, letting a bunch of people pull your credit is only going to make your credit score worse. All right, so if you if you think you have bad credit or you think you have credit issues, what you might want to do is walk into a local credit union and see what could be done. You know, if you have a relationship with someone, go in and sit down and say, hey, are we at a point credit-wise that we could afford to buy a camper? Um, There are, like I said, there are options out there for you. Just think about, though, that... um, the more inquiries on your credit, the the bigger ding to your credit score, okay? Um, and once you put, so because what you want to do with in that situation is even if you have two or three or four uh, credit pulls, you want to make sure that you put a loan behind those credit scores. So once you do that, actually the debt's going to make a larger impact on your credit score than the actual hard inquiries, but it'll all average itself out over the, a course of time. All right, then it doesn't look like you went out shopping the world. I see so many people that go in car dealership after car dealership and you see 10 inquiries from the same bank. Okay, and I'm going to end on this note. Okay, one lender. Okay, so let's say you're using a major national bank. They cannot give a different credit decision from one dealership to the next that become that they can't do that they have to make it a level playing field for all dealers that's a thing that that has to do with regulations between a dealership doing uh, indirect lending and a consumer okay it's two different relationships so if you come into a dealership 
uh, down the street and they give you a uh, credit decision, you going down to Bill's RV to think you can get a better interest rate ain't going to happen. Okay, it's, it's the same thing from one dealership to the next. Okay, so you can uh, uh, you can get yourself in a in a trick bag, uh, letting the same lender pull you five or six times because here's what lenders look at. Let's say you go out and you go shopping all over and you let everybody pull your credit. Well, think about this. That inquiry is on your credit report. So if there's 10, 15, even 20 inquiries in the last 30 or 45 days and you hadn't bought anything, what do you think the likelihood of a, of a banker who's looking and he's, you know, the 15th guy on the totem pole and he's looked at it and gone, uh, these people haven't bought anything yet. I No, uh, I ain't going to be. Sorry about that. We had a, <laughs> a little glitch in the, the other end. We had, I'd come so far in that part of the episode. I don't want to delete it. So I think it's good information to share. So, um, and that's the funny part about the show. This is not the only podcast that I, that I host. And so uh, I love those little uh, moments where you're going, hey, man, we may, it kind of, you know, it just makes, makes you feel like, you know, hey, we're people too. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make the most perfect uh, podcast. And you will hear. So let, let, I think really we've covered everything on the financing side. And again, there's going to be ways that you can contact us to, and ask any question. We absolutely do not mind uh, answering questions for you. If I don't have an answer, I promise you, I know an industry person that does. So, and I have a wonderful relationship with so many different people. So I'm happy to share that uh, knowledge with you. We're actually working on a couple of uh, outdoor books. Um, we're working and we're going to be doing a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, videos and live stuff, some streaming stuff that are going to be really cool. We're going to do... Uh, 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 we're not going to do the traditional, um, and this particular thing has, you know, uh, we're going to talk about how you can go out and have some fun and how this particular, uh, backpack, this particular RV, this particular, uh, set of hiking shoes, hiking boots, uh, whatever this rope is the best for repel. You know, we're going to get into that kind of stuff. Not, uh, not overly technical. Uh, boring stuff. We're going to try to have some fun. Um, so having said all that, I hope that you are uh, getting outdoors, getting some sunshine, getting some fun in your life. And that's the whole point of our existence is to uh, have some fun, man. Get out there and, and do some things. Uh, uh, like I said, there is nothing better than a little vitamin D on your skin uh, from the good sunshine and uh, having a uh, having a, some memories to f- that I promise you that w- and since we've been talking about RV finance and let me just touch on this uh, one little thing is you know if you can get your children if you're a mom and dad and you can get your children out camping they are a thousand times more going to remember a fun camping trip where you guys did some goofy stuff. Maybe your one of your children caught the biggest fish they've ever caught in their life. 
you know, any type of thing like that. Or they, you stayed on the beach and, and actually somebody stood up on the surfboard. You know, just anything like that. They're going to share that with their children uh, when it's, you know, the, those children, that's going to be so ingrained in their head that they're going to remember that way over, oh, I leveled up on, you know, this one, or I got through this game in, you know, three days. They're going to, that's totally going to get out of their head. What's going to be an indelible mark in their brain, thank goodness, for any parent, is the wonderful time they had with you. That, you know, you teaching them how to, you know, tie a hook on a fishing line, how to, you know, (laughs) how to put a worm on a fishing line, how to take a fish off of a fishing line. All of those things are, are just, and that's what just jazzes me up about everything on this. So again, if we can answer any questions for you, we have, we're going to have places on our website. Um, we're going to relaunch. We, we, we did have a, 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 a we were a, a different name it was Robert Bruton outdoors and we're changing that to flight risk outdoors. Um, you know, time to escape. You know, I thought that was, I thought it's funny and clever all at the same time. So anyway, it um shoot that's got to be it i guess all right cool so we are going to close the very first show with you know god bless you i hope that uh everyone in your family is healthy safe and uh uh let's get outside and have some fun this is flight risk outdoors i am your host robert bruton saying bye for now Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, This is Flight Risk Outdoors, and I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And uh, today is our first podcast, and so we're very excited to begin to share things with you about camping, hiking, fishing, hunting, uh, RV, RV lifestyle, uh, all, you know, the van life. we're going to uh, have a lot of fun. We're going to share with you uh, great places to explore, uh, be f- filled with lots of cool resources. Um, you'll be able to go to our website and, and find a lot of really cool outdoor resources uh, to help you find really neat places to uh, get outside and have some fun. There is nothing better for your body, mind, and soul than some good sunshine and uh and some fun, you know, get those kids unplugged from uh, TVs and, and uh, smartphones and get them outside having some fun, catching some fish, sitting around a campfire, making s'mores, you know, just doing goofy stuff and having fun and being a family. So today for our inaugural show, we're going to talk about RV uh, financing. You know, a lot of people uh, reach out to me that, uh, uh, and I've done financing in, in retail for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, so I do have uh, a lot of uh, boots on the ground experience. So let me share some of that with you and, and tell, ex- explain, you know, some do's and don'ts and some things that you really need to consider and what you'll need when you uh, actually get ready to uh, do something. And you guys always remember... Um, we are happy to share uh, information and ask que- and you can ask questions and and it's please reach out. Um, you'll uh, uh, 
uh, you'll find us, I think, uh, uh, very useful. All right, so RV financing. Um, keep in mind that you are financing a want-to-have, not a have-to-have. So what that means to you is, is the interest rates are going to be a little bit different than if you go out typically and buy a car. Okay, that is a have to have, not a want to have. So typically the way banks look at this, and this makes total sense, is if heaven forbid you ran into hard times. Okay, Um, the first thing to go out of that driveway is uh, motorcycles, boats and RVs. Uh, because those are want to have, not have to haves. You're going to do everything you can to keep your home and to keep your car when you do run into hard times. So that's why these are risked differently. You know, I have um, guys tell me all the time, I just bought a $80,000 one-ton truck, man, I got 1.9. You're never going to get 1.9 on an RV unless you go, you know, some Uber short-term and have an 850 better credit score. Not going to happen, okay? So it's, um, um, it, it is a little bit higher rate of interest. Still, You still can get decent single digits, but do expect to pay a little higher than what you would pay for a home or a car, okay? Um, the other things that you need to think about when you're going in, a lot of times you're going to have to do what is called now proof of roof. So you may need to give a utility bill. So uh, maybe have access to a utility bill that has your name on it that matches the address. And this is, too, uh, also a way to keep people from stealing your identity. They may ask you for certain amounts of information. And keep in mind, well, I've never had to give that before. Keep it, It's not about you having to give up anything. It's about protecting your identity. So keep that in mind. Um, a lot of biggest thing in identity theft is using some really off the hinge, uh, you know, vacant lot or something as a as an address. And that's something that could come back to bite you real hard. So don't think that you're having to do anything that's anything different It's just helping protect your identity. And then, of course, uh, You'll need a valid driver's license. You'll need that. You may be asked to prove your income. Uh, And that has to do, a lot of times people say, well, they've never asked me for uh, my proof of income before. Well, there's many reasons that they ask for proof of income today. One is, is that banks can get in a real big pickle with the feds if they put you in a loan that you can't actually afford. And historically, that's what's happened. So banks got slapped on the wrist and now you have to prove your income. You have to prove you have disposable income uh, sufficient enough to make the payment on the new trailer. Okay, so don't think that these are anything that has to do with you personally. It's more industry stuff that, you know, it just kind of you just have to roll with it. Okay, and uh, it's not that big a deal. So, um if you're going to go out and buy a motorhome, and I get a lot of guys and, and women who get really upset when you start asking them for these things, but here's the skinny. When you are going to make a loan in excess of $100,000, you have to take into consideration the person that just signed off on that loan has to live with you for a very, very long time. And they can, you know, it can cause them problems in their job if you become a huge 
uh, collection problem or if you repo. So they are going to take extra care uh, and the bank is going to take extra care to make sure that you can afford it. So anything above a hundred grand, here's what you may or may not be asked. And anything over a quarter million, you will absolutely be asked for these items. So you're going to be asked for personal financial statements. You're going to be asked to prove what liquidity you have, cash in bank, that type of things, okay? Um, they are going to uh, really go through your personal finances uh, with a fine-tooth comb. So uh, just know that if you're not paying cash for, you know, a two or $300,000 motorhome or more than that, just know that they're going to ask you for a lot of information, okay? So you're going to need personal financials and all kinds of stuff to uh, get that going, all right? And, uh, uh but there are really good rates on uh, uh, loans in excess of of a hundred grand. You actually can, if you're if you do have good credit, um, you know you can expect lower single digit uh, rates on those type of units. All right, um, let's talk f- briefly for about what you would need if you have some credit difficulties Uh, when life happens to you and you've got some slow pays or maybe even a repossession that kind of thing can you even buy an rv the the simple answer is yes you can um but here's some things that you need to keep in mind when you go into the dealership one is is if you have a real fresh uh repo anything under a year uh probably going to be real difficult to get a loan okay once it's out over a year then uh banks will begin to start looking for looking uh to help you again the um you can't be currently past due on anything Okay, a credit card, anything. So make sure you're not currently past due. I've seen so many customers come in that are past due on two or three credit cards. Oh, I'll go catch them up. Well, that doesn't make a banker feel real good, does it? Okay, if you're, you know, on a 25 or $50 payment and you're currently past due, yeah, no, that's that's not a, a, a good place to be, okay? So make sure that you're really trying to uh, reestablish your credit. And I'll tell you, there are some banks out there that really will help you. Okay. They'll make you good loans. They'll get you started and they'll even come back to you. I do know of a couple banks that actually will, after you've been with them a while, they'll actually come to you to try to renegotiate the deal because they want to keep you as a long-term customer. So they, they will reward you for good payments down the road it will be over a year maybe more towards a year and a half but it you know that's a uh uh uh, it's good to know that you may that you can lower your interest rate some uh by just being a good customer and that gets you back on track and gets you know makes you feel good that that banks actually will do that because most won't so uh that's a uh there are there are uh several lenders out in the RV market that do help folks with uh, uh, marginal credit that have had issues that everybody knows and everybody's smart enough to figure out life happens to good folks and it just does, okay? So um, none of us were expecting all the things from the shutdown from COVID-19, you know? So like I said, life happens. And uh, 
you want to, you can go, uh, the nice thing about financing an RV is you can go extended terms. Uh, the nice thing about doing that is it does give you a lower monthly payment and, uh, there's never a prepayment penalty to you. So you can, uh, uh, choose a longer term, you know, if your payments say $250 a month and you could afford to make $450 a month, we'll send $450 a month or send whatever you can. But just know that if you had a, you know, let's say, let's say you did get a bad flu and you missed a two or three weeks of work and, and, uh, that type of thing, you know, uh, again, life happens, you know, so, um, it's a lot easier to, uh, go to your family and say, Hey, can I borrow a couple hundred bucks to make my trailer payment? Then it is to go to somebody and say, Hey, can I make a five, can I borrow 550 bucks? You know, a couple hundred bucks is one thing. 550 is a whole other. So that's keep that in mind when you're thinking about financing. Um, you also have to remember that, that financing is going to require insurance. RV insurance is uh, relatively cheap. Um, when you're hooked to your tow vehicle, uh, whatever your tow vehicle's insurance is, that's the same insurance. It's when you unhook from your vehicle, that's where you're unprotected from storms, uh, trees blowing into your unit, uh, uh, theft, you know, that type of thing, uh, fire, uh, vandalism, break-ins, those type of things. That's, that's what you're getting cover coverage for. And that is a requirement from the bank. So you will need to, uh, factor in insurance, talk with your insurance agent, tell them what you're looking at and look at for and, and get yourself an idea of what a monthly payment are. And they're usually real, honestly very uh, inexpensive for uh, what you're buying so that's a, a good thing and then you'll have a little bit of maintenance on the on your trailer you know expect to, f- to spend a little bit of money each year on maintenance on your trailer the good news is it doesn't require a whole lot there's a little maintenance on the refrigerator a little maintenance on the uh, roof uh, those type of things really mostly just keeping the roof clean and stuff like that so keep in mind you're going to need a little bit and check with um whenever you're looking at uh uh at trailers what uh uh what the maintenance cost for you would be per year so you can factor that into your budget and then um what else can i tell you about rv financing uh, oh and on you can get up to so here's typically a rv loan is 12 to 15 years um, motorhomes, you can get up to 20 years financing. I don't recommend it, but if you're buying a $700,000 motorhome and you need to finance some out for a while, um, you can get up to 20 years of financing on that. Um, it's, again, t- you know, there's uh, probably, goodness gracious, probably tw- at least a minimum of 20, all your major banks that are household names, uh, most do RV loans. Some do not, but most do. Um, there are some finance companies out there that do really well. Uh, so, and then there's a lot of credit unions that do financing. Uh, a lot of outside, what what they call in the industry, outside financing, where you're going to your own bank. A lot of times they won't offer the same terms. Like they'll want to do, they might go seven years as a max term. Well, keep in mind that, you know. It, life happens. 
So a longer term, lesser payment, you can still pay it off in four or five years and, and pay four or five years worth of interest. But you can have the luxury of knowing that your payment is less expensive than if you take a shorter term loan, you know, and because we never know how life's going to play out. So, you know, that's just hedging your bet, basically. Um, and it's completely up to you. Talk to your financial person and, you know, your CPA or whoever helps you with your taxes and ask them what's the best avenue for you. We're not offering any sort of financial advice. I'm just telling you that's the reasoning behind some of the things that we're talking about. Um, Again, one of the things you need to keep in mind is even with rock solid credit, most banks are going to require a minimum of 10% cash down of the selling price of your unit. So if you're buying a $50,000 trailer, that's $5,000 down, you know, and, and that's a minimum. Okay, you're a, I highly recommend you put more, but that's just a personal recommendation from doing it for a long time. Uh, you can do with that what you will. Um, the other thing is, is that keep in mind that, you know, this is a depreciable asset. So you need to look at depreciation and you need to think about how long it's going to take you to get in a situation just like a car. You know, you don't buy a car and then 90 days later go and try to trade it and not expect to have a mountain of negative equity, especially if you put a minimum uh, down payment down, you're going to have a monstrous amount of negative equity because it's a depreciable asset. So keep that in mind. You know, if you want, if you're this person who likes to upgrade and likes to change and change styles and things like that, uh, those are things to to think about when you're uh, putting some money down or expect to put a down payment, especially down. And I always say that you know, when you when you roll negative equity, whether it's an automotive loan or an RV, when you roll negative equity for it, let's say you roll seven eight thousand dollars of negative equity well here's food for thought you are now paying still for a car rv motorcycle whatever boat you are paying for that unit that you don't even own it anymore but you're paying for it on a car loan seven thousand dollars you know, that's $140, $150 of the payment you're currently paying for something that you don't even own. Something that's not even in your driveway anymore. So kind of think about the the craziness of that when you're thinking about uh, uh, how to set up a loan so you're setting yourself up for success, not failure. Okay, or you're going to have to pay on it for a, or make sure that the RV that you're purchasing is one that you're going to keep for several years. And the one of the things that they always say in the RV industry is, you know, uh, when you're buying your first trailer, think about what you'd want in your second trailer and buy that trailer, you know, the um, because you want to make sure that 
if you have a family, make sure that the kids come out. They lay in the bunks. They look around. Make sure that there's a, you know, place for mom and dad that's comfortable. Make sure that, um, you know, the kitchen is, a, you know, everybody can do their thing in the kitchen, you know, and, and that there's cabinet space and things that you want or things that are important to you. And then how much, you know, uh, mo- a lot of RVing, you're going to be cooking outside and, and that type of thing. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, just look at things like those type of things. And we'll get into uh, how to pick the best RV for your family in a, in a future episode. But, you know, those are things that uh, uh, there's a lot to it. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about financing and what you could expect. Okay. Um, don't allow and this goes for shopping for anything, cars, boats, motorcycles. Until you're ready to buy, that's when you need to pull your credit. If you want to know a payment, there are, there are a vast majority of ways to get yourself an idea of payments before you walk into a dealership. But do not. Hard inquiries are going to, every time someone pulls it, and don't think, because every dealership that pulls your credit is pulling a hard inquiry, okay? They're finding out if you can actually buy, if they need to to really, really, you know, push on the gas to try to get you uh, to do something. So they're trying to make sure that you're a, a good buyer. And a lot of people say, well, you know, let us go ahead and pull your credit and we'll give you, an, you know, a better idea of what your payments are going to be. Nope, don't do that. Nope, 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 nope. Not until you are absolutely 1,000% ready to buy, okay? Then pull your credit. It is okay for you to get your credit score, okay? Now, here's the thing about a credit score. Depending on, there is a different credit score for a credit card company. There's a different credit score for an automotive company. There's a different credit score for a mortgage. There's a different, there are different, your credit score on Credit Karma, for example, is not going to be the same as it is on something else. The nice thing about CreditWise, Credit Karma, uh, I think there's another one out there. Uh, All of them are great, okay? That's, that's, it's fine to have those type of things, but just keep in mind that's that's a very broad look at your actual score that a dealership is going to pull. Okay, so you know, but have a good idea of where your credit is. So my, you know, I I think my score is somewhere seven hundred, you know, or up. I don't know what kind of score you guys are going to pull, but I can tell you that I've got around a seven hundred credit score. You know, or I've got around a 650 credit score. I've got, you know, uh, a lot of times, too, someone giving you a payment is really just kind of pulling that out of the air because most banks have what are called risk-based pricing. That means that they don't really publish an interest rate until they look at your credit. They're going to have about anywhere from 200 to 500 different factors to look at on your credit they, you know, how long have you been on your job? Are you married? Are you single? Are you, you know, uh, are you uh, em- long-term employed, short-term employed? Do you have two short-term jobs? Do you, you know, I mean, there's a bajillion things that go into this. Do you budget? Do you this? Do you that? So um, just be sure that you are ready to purchase before you 
allow credit to be pulled. And I'm talking about whether you're buying a car, motorcycle, boat, RV. Do not let them pull your credit until you are ready to purchase, okay? The less hard inquiries you have on your credit report, the less impact to your credit score. So keep that in mind.